0: 7 a.m. on the West Coast. 10 a.m. on the East Coast of America. Good morning, America. How are you? It's 3 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India. 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan. And in Malaysia, it's 1937. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. And that is the second to the last time you will ever hear me say that. (laughs) Before we get to anything else, I told you this on our last stream, we previewed it. But this is our last show as I'm not wearing pants. We're not going away, not much is going to change, but we are rebranding. And it will begin on Saturday night, and it's simply called The Jay Sheldon Show. That's it. Just call it what it is. Uh, Again, just in case you missed it, the explanation is this show started about a year and a half ago in the middle of the pandemic when it was just really grinding away. And uh, we were all working from home. We all worked online with our little laptops and our video cameras and Everybody saw us from the waist up, and what we were wearing from the waist down didn't matter, whether it was your underwear, your pajamas, or your shorts, or nothing at all, because this is all you see is what's in this little square. And so I thought, yeah, cute name, I'm not wearing pants, because a lot of people weren't. Most people weren't. (laughs) But that joke's over, it's a little passe, and, uh, you know, it's, it's time to move on, so... Uh we decided we would rebrand. No big deal. Not much else is changing. I'll tell you what though. It is a lot of work behind the scenes to get ready for this. It really is. There's a lot of crap you got to do when you're going to change the name and change your brand. It's I I do not advise it. If you're going to do it, do it once, get it right and get it over with cuz it's a pain in the ass. But anyway, we're in the middle of it. We're going to spend the next few days up until Saturday where we launch the new titled show uh, coming up Saturday night, 10 p.m. Malaysia time. Uh, So that is our big announcement. Uh, The Jay Sheldon show starts Saturday night. Same show, different name, different brand, but there you go. That's it. So it's uh, obviously now time to move on to the other important thing we always talk about here. Miko Update. Yes, yes, yes. The little Miko lady is doing great. Uh, But I got some weird news, folks. You know, it's always something. It is what we love about this dog. First of all, she's precious, as you know. She's amazing. If you didn't know who Miko is, she's our little Shiba Inu. She's about two and a half years old now. And uh, we uh, just, by way of a pre-story, we have not yet had her spayed because a very dear good friend of ours who owns another male Shiba Inu talked to us about possibly having them, you know, get together and do the nasty and have a litter of puppies. And we thought, yeah, it would be nice. Uh, It has nothing to do with money. It's that giving giving the dog the experience of having a litter of puppies. I think Mika would be a great mom. Um, And I I thought that would be nice for her. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Some people would just say, it's just a dumb animal. What do they know? Uh, We will have her spayed. The question was, do we want to wait and let her have a single litter of puppies? Uh, Now the male owner, the male Shiba Inu would, of course, get first pick of the litter, and then we would likely keep one, and we would likely sell to very carefully uh, screened owners uh, any others that she had. Normally, Shibas have about four or five puppies per litter, three to five. Anyway, all that now is up in the air. It may or it may not happen. I don't know. Once we've made the final decision, then we will absolutely have her spayed, and, uh, and that's that. But here's the weird thing that happened just in the last, well, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Whoops, We don't want that one. <laughs> that's me. We want this one. There we go. Um, our little girl Miko is pregnant. Uh, no, now wait. Yes, she's sort of pregnant, but it's something I'd never heard of before. It's called a phantom or pseudo pregnancy. She just finished her last cycle about a month ago and about we started to notice this about two or three weeks ago that she was getting very kind of fat down here in her belly when she sits like this. Now this picture was before it was taken before that but uh, she started to get a little fat in her belly down there. Uh, Excuse me, but I'm talking about a dog, so bear with the descriptors here. Her nipples were beginning to get larger, and then we noticed she was actually starting to lactate. And it's like, look, I know 110% for sure this dog did not mate during her last cycle with anybody, Shiba Inu or elsewise, but she was showing all kinds of signs of being pregnant. Well, it's a pseudo or phantom pregnancy, false pregnancy. And she's right in the middle of one right now. Uh, false pregnancy in dogs causes the same kind of behavioral and physical changes as a dog that is actually pregnant. This is the weirdest thing, but it's, it's actually really cool. It's not terribly harmful. It's not necessarily a medical emergency. There is the chance, and we have to be very careful about this, not to encourage her to continue to lactate uh, because their uh, nipples can become infected or the area around them. So we have to be real cautious and keep an eye on that. So happens we had scheduled a vet appointment this Saturday, so it'll be good. She should be just about through it because these fake pregnancies, they say last usually about a couple of weeks. And um, research shows quite common, not particularly a medical issue. We'll keep an eye on her. Uh, she does tend to be a bit more moody and depressed. Um, she gathered all her little small toys up on the couch today and was sleeping with them, which was precious. But that's not really encouraged. What Basically, she's kind of replacing puppies with her little smaller toys. It's so cute to see her do that, though. It's absolutely amazing. Um, So we, of course, are spending as much time as we can with her to let her know she's loved and she's cared for. Depression, when they're in this fake pregnancy, can be an issue. So we're just keeping an eye. Usually runs two to three weeks, and um, we'll keep a good eye on her. She seems perfectly fine, uh, just needs maybe a little more attention and we're more than happy to give her all she wants. Uh, so, yeah, I do think Miko would make a great mom. But uh, we'll we'll check with the doctor. We'll see what they have to say. But it's just the coolest thing that she is showing these signs of being pregnant, even though she's not pregnant. So, anyway, she's doing great. And uh, she just, I'll tell you what, she brings more joy to our lives than i think anybody ever could so that's our miko update for tonight and uh yeah she's uh, <laughs> she's phantom pregnant is the uh, name of it <laughs> all right uh, our our thumbnail topic tonight <laughs> is uh, alexa and i can say that out loud because i've changed the uh activation word on mine it's no longer alexa but I, I, I already said it, so I'm sorry if I've set off one of your devices in your house. Uh, that is a bit of a problem. So I'm going to be mentioning that name often. You might want to turn your volume down on your, if you've got her listening in. But uh, anyway, we did a small story about this a while ago. And uh, more information's come out. There's an article just now in Big Think. I've got a couple of links in the show notes tonight talking about uh, exactly this subject. uh, That Alexa is listening to you 24-7. That ear's open. Uh, Hang on. Ryan says, maybe Miko is pretending to be pregnant to get more attention. You know... She's just that devious. She really is. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that's probably not too far. that. that could, I could believe that. No, but yeah, it's a, <laughs> not, not, a, not a bad idea. Anyway, I have Alexa here at the house. I've got two of them. I have an Echo Show in the bedroom, and I have an uh, Alexa Dot in the uh, living room downstairs. I use it to listen to music, I use it to uh, control the lights. I, I have kind of a semi-smart house, which is kind of like me, semi-smart. Um, lights, my air con is controlled by Alexa. Um, I get my news. I get, it's just a very helpful little device. They're connected between the upstairs and the downstairs, so I can control anything from anywhere. When I'm in bed at night, I can say the activation word and then lights off. And it will slowly dim all the lights out. I don't have to turn the lights off. Or I mean, it's just basically a lazy thing. But anyway, um, <laughs> Alexa and her friends know you all too well. And this is the article from Big Think. It's the first link in our show notes after our Miko merchandise link. Uh, Alexa devices are in tens of millions of homes, always listening. And Amazon that owns Alexa, can analyze your voice interaction and use information from those interactions to market you across the Internet, from your handphone to your laptop to your browser, because they're all interconnected. It knows where you are. And Amazon has now developed further technology to learn from your voice. Yeah, it's not just saying, you know, Alexa, turn the lights on. It's how you say it. And the AI has been developed to listen to whether you are happy or sad or excited or even tired. Amazon sold millions of these units. Uh, You probably know people who place these built-in mics in their home, listen for voice commands. They have a privacy page complete with cringe-inducing Allegria cartoons, describing the information they do and do not collect. An independent study published in April looks into this issue, and these research, researchers found no matter whether Amazon sells recordings from your home, they do use what you say to build your profile all about you and your interests, Now, exactly how far they go is kind of unclear because they're not really open, obviously, about what they collect and what they don't. Um, Amazon uses the information, but so do third parties. That's concerning. Would one of those third parties perhaps be the government? Hmm. For what it's worth, Amazon disagrees with the study's conclusions uh, to explain in detail... They give you some background here. Uh, She is always listening, but whether or not she's interested in what you say may or may not uh, be a problem, but uh, there is some very, very interesting information in here. It honestly, after I read it, it made me think twice about whether or not I want these things in my house. They're damned convenient. They really are. They're great. I rely on them. Uh, for doing anything, turning even remotely. If I'm out and I want to cool the bedroom off before I get home, I can turn on the bedroom air, you know, five minutes before I get back. And when I get home, the house is cool. Um, anyway, uh, the problem is not necessarily Amazon having your info, it's that they apparently do sell it to third parties. And exactly who those third parties are, we don't know, but. Uh, Sure would like to. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gets worse. (laughs) This article, again, the link is in our show notes, is from uh, Gizmodo. And it's titled, Your Worst Alexa Nightmares Are Coming True. The most terrifying things you could imagine an Amazon Echo doing. Think realistically. Something simple but sinister, like artificially intelligent speaker recording a conversation between you and a loved one and then sending that recording to an acquaintance? You think I'm kidding. Listen to this story. Seems pretty bad, but it is happening. A husband and wife in Portland recently received a disturbing call from the man's employee. The guy works for this guy. The employee said, unplug your Alexa device right now. You're being hacked. Now, that would have been scary enough, but then the thoughtful employee explained he'd received audio files containing a conversation between his boss and his wife. They doubted him, and the employee sent them the file. And sure enough... The couple's Amazon Echo had shared a recording of this private conversation without the couple's permission. And it wasn't because of hackers. It was because of Amazon. Whoa. Yeah, you see what I mean? When I said this scared the hell out of me. Amazon recently admitted the Portland couple had fallen victim to an unlikely stream of events. Yeah, that sounds like doublespeak. Somehow their echo had misinterpreted background noise as the wake word, then another sound as a command to send a message, and then another string of words as a command to send the recording to the man's employee. Hmm, Amazon, that sounds like A little too many consequential sequences of screw-ups. Yeah. Amazon even claims that Alexa must have said contact name right to confirm the action, but the couple said absolutely not. They deny the device ever asked for a confirmation to send the message, because if you don't know, Alexa will do that if you have it set up that way. If you say, you know, so-and-so, send an email or send a message to this person, it will confirm, send message to this person, correct? And then you have to say yes or correct. And only then will it send it. But the couple says, "Uh uh-uh, we didn't do that, and it didn't ask. And in fact, they didn't even know they'd be being recorded in the first place. (laughs) To say this is some Black Mirror stuff would not only be a cliché, it would also be an understatement. It illustrates the real-life privacy nightmare that always-on voice assistants bring into our homes. Like I said, this article also is in our show notes tonight, so check it out if you want to read the whole thing. But if you have one of these devices, and it's not just Alexa, it's Google Home, it's Siri, uh, Google Assistant, all those things. They are always on, always listening. And you really want to maybe think twice about whose ears you invite into your home. I'm telling you this. Wow. Scary, scary stuff. All right. Check out. No, do check out the articles because it will open your eyes. It's weird. Mm. What else we got here? Oh, by the way, you see this? This is our Miko mug with our old show logo on it. The Miko merchandise page has been completely updated. If you click on the very first link in our show notes, that'll take you off to another page to the Miko merchandise, which is our brand new show logo and some new items, too. We've updated the ball caps, the T-shirts, the mouse pads, the, the mugs. Still got Miko on it. There we go. Still got the little girl there. But the other side has our new show logo on it. And we added a couple new items. And they're very cool. We've got a, a key fob. Little key thing. It's cheap, too. It's not expensive. And also a pet bandana with the Jay Sheldon Show logo on it. Yes, we got to get one of those from Miko. So uh, do check it out. Um, yeah, it's the first link. It's a Miko merch on, uh, in our show notes down below. All right. Entitled people oh we got a bunch of those around here we got a lot of people who may, they may not be entitled but they think they're entitled and those are the worst ones the ones who have no business but think they're entitled this is <laughs> i love this site Ranker.com. links in our show notes this is 21 painfully entitled people who wanted a discount for the most ridiculous reasons. I uh, check this out. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, wanted a discount because the price isn't necessary at this stage. We want to use the logo, bud. How much? Sorry for the delay. We are musicians. We don't do quick. Ha ha. I believe we agreed on a hundred bucks, right? No worries, mate. However, the price isn't something we feel is necessary at this stage of our band. You feel me? No, I don't feel you. We agreed on a hundred bucks. That artwork took me hours, and I'm just going, not just going to give it away. You and your bandmates agreed to a hundred bucks before I got started. Cool. I ran the piece by them yesterday, and they didn't seem phased. The answer was I'm not suggesting you give it away. If we don't come to an agreement, we won't use it, obviously. And the artist said, I'm at a loss for words. We agreed on a price for the work. I did the work at a hundred bucks. At that price it's a steal. Like I said, go away, Ad. Like I said, I charge thirty five bucks an hour and I spend at least five hours on that. It's a hundred bucks, I'm not going any lower. They answered. That isn't an agreement of the price, so you misinterpreted that. He said, I guess I'll get a written contract from the person I do work for. And on and on and on this went. It's just absolutely crazy. Okay, so he says, what the hell does that mean? I've done lots of work this way before. I say a price. The client agrees to said price. I do the work. The client pays. I send the art. That's how it works. They said, Okay, now you're being rude. <laughs> I'm sorry we weren't on the same page. There was no agreement. I never agreed. You assumed. That's that. Have a good evening. Oh, man. Wanting a discount on video games by ripping off its packaging? Yes, yeah, seriously. Hello, is Nintendo Switch bundle brand new, 300 bucks still for sale? They said, yes, still for sale. Are you interested? Yes, but three hundreds a little too much. I was thinking like a hundred in cash. They said, "Ah, uh, no, it's brand new, sealed. Comes with two games, which are also sealed. You can buy a switch with no games at the store for more than this price, not even including the tax." They said, "All I have is a hundred. Take it or leave it." They answered, "I already said no. It's brand new and sealed," and they said, "Okay." What if you remove the plastic and sell it to me for a hundred bucks? Since then it won't be new anymore. <laughs> it's just the stupidest people. These people exist. What a world. Wanting a discount from the girl you bullied because you went to school with her. Hey, girl, how's it going? Hi, what's up? Oh, I just wanted to say hi. Don't be so sus. Sorry, we haven't talked in a while, so I figured something was up if you were texting me. No, I saw you made those cute earrings for so-and-so, and and I totally reminded me to check in with you. Uh, Yeah, those were fun to make. How are you? I'm so busy having dinner with fill-in-the-blank. Next weekend, I have nothing to wear. I have so much shopping to do. And she said, oh... But you like shopping, right? So it'll be fun. And the answer, yeah, but I'm totally lost on what to wear for jewelry. Could you make me some? I'd be so grateful. Uh, Are you sure? I only really make earrings and I don't use conventional materials unless you want fish bait earrings. I don't know if I can help you. She said, no, no, I was hoping I could get some like the ones you made for our friend, the pom pom ones. Uh, Those were custom made. It'll take me weeks to make them and I'll need to ship them to you so it might not get to you in time. I think you should just hit up like Target or something. Sorry. She said, can you just work on them over the weekend and ship them overnight Monday? It's pom-poms glued to a wire. She said, "Uh, nah, sis. I take five classes, work three jobs, requires more to glue those pom-poms to a wire. I could shoot for them, but being done on Wednesday or Thursday and overnight them to you, but you'd have to pay more for the shipping if that's okay. She says, how much is the shipping? Uh, Last time, 30 bucks, a big package, so I don't know. Uh, So-and-so said you made hers for free. Yeah, they were for her birthday present, and also she's my friend. I'm your friend, too. Oh, my God, did you just forget all our junior and senior year? Now listen to this. Did you just forget sophomore year when you spread a rumor that I was a lesbian and nobody would stand near me in the locker rooms? Or senior year when you spread the rumor that I was Jewish just for some reason? Or March when you called me a fill-in-the-blank and told so-and-so that I'd been hitting on you? You think I'm really forgiving you by just answering your text and giving you the time of day Even when you're treating me like this with no apology, just pay me for my earrings or don't get them at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (sighs) Family-friendly middle finger to you. This goes on. It just gets worse and worse and worse. There's a hundred of them here. It's it's insane. You've got to read the article. Check it out. It's in our show notes. It's from Ranker.com entitled people, and exactly how stupid they can get. (laughs) It's just insane. All right, we got another marijuana story from Malaysia. It's been in the news a lot lately. Uh, Unfortunately, it's in the news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, We've talked about it before. I've told you my opinion about marijuana. Marijuana is not a drug. It's an herb. There's nothing wrong with it. It won't harm you. Millions of people around the world not only use it for medical reasons because it's extremely helpful. uh, People use it safely. And uh, I have no problem with marijuana whatsoever. I have smoked it before, many, many decades ago. I have not in a long time, but I got no problem with people that do. And uh, unfortunately, in some backwards, uh, unsophisticated Uh, countries it's still not only illegal but you can actually be given the death penalty for growing and selling marijuana but this story out of world the buzz appeared links in our show notes tonight if you want to check it out ex-diplomat has been arrested arrested after the largest marijuana farm in malaysian history was found on his john property And here is a police officer of some sort and a bunch of, uh, actually, that looks like a weeping willow tree, but (laughs) apparently, I don't know, it's the strangest looking pot I've ever seen. Um, Other countries in the world have slowly started to allow and legalize the use of marijuana because other countries have woken up and realized that it's not an issue and it's not really a drug. Uh, Medical, recreational use, currently nothing concrete In regards to Malaysia's status on it, but a few of our younger MPs are beginning to realize and wake up to the reality of the situation. Some of the old farts that run the government here still think, you know, ooh, the dangers of of the crazy wacky weed. Just, you know, here's an idea. Just go away. Just retire. Buy an island, go live by yourself in your little fantasy world. 78-year-old former Malaysian diplomat found with 102 marijuana trees planted all around his home in Janda Pahang. I know Janda In fact, I've shot several music videos back in the day in Janda It's a great spot for shooting. And uh, it's pretty much jungle, Janda So So, uh, yeah, it is the largest seizure of cannabis trees in Malaysian history. And sources said the arrest was the result of efforts made by the Bukatingi police station Bentong District Police Headquarters through Operations Optapis, which is carried out on the suspect's residence. Another waste of police resources. Uh, policemen from the Narcotics Crime Investigation Division around 6 p.m. on May 23rd. Uh, they were there to detain the elderly man before finding rows of several boundaries of land believed to be used to plant cannabis trees. <laughs> Says he learned how to grow the trees through YouTube videos. (laughs) Okay. Ah, Yeah. We can't investigate IP addresses that have been given us from Interpol and the FBI uh, for people who apparently are involved with child porn because we don't have enough resources. But we have enough resources to waste it tracking down people who are growing marijuana. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. All right, before we get on to our book, I tell you we spend at least one part of every show giving you a good news story, whether it's from here where I live in Malaysia or some other part of the world. This one came from the good old U.S. of A. And man, what a story. It's a story, so there's a picture that goes with it. I'll show you that picture, but really it just more has to do with the story itself. Stopped at a chick fil for dinner. Uh, and walked into the door the same time as a police officer, and this man did. They came walking in from another parking lot, and the man who appeared to be dirty, I'm not sure if he was homeless, and I don't think it's my place to say so, was carrying a bag with a Nike tennis shoe box in it. That's the box you see there in the picture. And uh, I don't know if there were new tennis shoes in the bag, don't know where they came from, but I was listening to their conversation. And the police officer proceeded to tell the man, get whatever you like. And he reached into his own pocket, as you can see here, and bought the man some food. It would be ignorant of me to say I feel like here because it's a very well-known fact there is a stigma about being a police officer. I hear the word pigs far too often, and that's unacceptable in my mind. I do understand that there are a few bad eggs out there who take things too far, but today I witnessed an extreme act of kindness between two random strangers. I think it's impossible to turn on the news today, especially the last day or two, and not to have your mind filled with fear and negativity, but let this be a reminder that there are good people in this world. Ones who do good things, random acts, and ones who love and serve their community as well. Wow, great story. One of those feel-good things we love to share here. Fantastic. What would you say, Ryan? The power of YouTube. Yeah, learning how to grow marijuana trees. Uh, I learned how to edit videos through YouTube. Different strokes, different folks. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh yeah! All right, it's uh, <laughs> it is time to move on to our uh, classic book. We read classic books in the last part of our show. We'll continue to do that even with our no shows starting on Monday night. Um, and we have done all kinds. We've done The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, you name it. We've done a bunch of them. Right now, we're doing The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, and let me see here, where is the Adventures of Sherlock, there it is, (coughs) excuse me, okay, Uh, we are doing the Red-Headed League, that's the story we've uh, begun, we're about a third of the way through, and uh, Sherlock just realized that the fellow's little story about what happened with the Red-Headed League might have more layers to it than appear on the surface, and he is has said he's very happy to take the case. From what you've told me, I think it's possible that graver issues hang from it than might at first sight appear. Grave enough, said Mr. Jabez Wilson. Why, I've lost four pounds a week. As far as you're personally concerned, remarked Holmes, "'I don't see that you have any grievance against this extraordinary league. "'On the contrary, you are, as I understand, richer by some thirty pounds. "'To say nothing of the minute knowledge which you have gained on every subject "'which comes under the letter A, you have lost nothing by them. "'No, sir, but I want to find out about them, who they are, "'what their object is in playing this prank, if it was a prank upon me.' It was a pretty expensive joke for them, for it cost them two pounds thirty. I shall endeavour to clear up these points for you. And first, one or two questions, Mr. Wilson. This assistant of yours, who first called your attention to the advertisement, how long has he been with you? Oh, about a month, then. How did he come? In answer to an advertisement. Was he the only applicant? No, I had a dozen. Why did you pick him? Because he was handy and would come cheap. At half wages, in fact? Yes. What is he like, this Vincent Spaulding? Small, stout build, very quick in his ways, no hair on his face, although he's not short of thirty. He's a white splash of acid upon his forehead. Holmes sat up in his chair, in considerable excitement. "'I thought as much,' said he. "'Have you ever observed that his ears were pierced for earrings?' "'Yes, sir. He told me a gypsy'd done it for him when he was a lad.' "'Hmm,' said Holmes, sinking back in deep thought. "'Is he still with you?' "'Oh, yes, sir. I've only just left him.' And has your business been attended to in your absence? Nothing to complain of, sir. There's never very much to do of a morning. That'll do, Mr. Wilson. I shall be happy to give you an opinion upon the subject in the course of a day or two. Today is Saturday, and I hope that by Monday we may come to a conclusion. Well, Watson, said Holmes, when our visitor had left us, "'What do you make of it all?' "'I make nothing of it,' I answered frankly. "'It's a most mysterious business.' "'As a rule,' said Holmes, "'the more bizarre a thing is, "'the less mysterious it proves to be. "'It is your commonplace, fearless crimes "'which are really puzzling, "'just as commonplace face "'is the most difficult to identify. "'But I must be prompt over this matter.' Uh, "'What are you going to do, then?' I asked.' To smoke, he answered. It's quite a three pipe problem, and I beg that you won't speak to me for fifty minutes. He curled himself up in his chair with his thin knees drawn up to his hawk like nose, and there he sat with his eyes closed and his black clay pipe thrusting out like the bill of some strange bird. I'd come to the conclusion that he'd dropped asleep and indeed was nodding myself when he suddenly sprang out of the chair with the gesture of a man who has made up his mind and put his pipe down upon the mantelpiece. Sarasat plays at the St. James Hall this afternoon, he remarked. What do you think, Watson? Could your patience spare you for a few hours? I've nothing to do today. My practice is never very absorbing. Then put on your hat and come. I'm going through the city first. We can have some lunch on the way. I observe there's a good deal of German music on the program, which is rather more to my taste than Italian or French. It's introspective, and I want to introspect. Come along. Well, we travel by the underground as far as Aldersgate. The short walk took us to saxe Cogberg Square, the scene of the singular story which we'd listened to in the morning. It was a poky little shabby genteel place, where four lines of dingy, two-storied brick houses looked out into a small, railed-in enclosure, where a lawn of weedy grass and a few clumps of faded laurel bushes made a hard fight against the smoke-laden and uncongenial atmosphere. Three gilt balls and a brown board with Jabez Wilson in white letters upon a corner house announced the place where our red-headed client carried on his business. Sherlock Holmes stopped in front of it with his head on one side and looked it all over, with his eyes shining brightly between puckered lids. Then he walked slowly up the street, then down again to the corner, still looking keenly at the house's. And finally he returned to the pawnbrokers, and having thumped vigorously upon the pavement with his stick two or three times, he went up to the door and knocked. It was instantly opened by a bright-looking, clean-shaven young fellow who asked him to step in. "'Thank you,' said Holmes. "'I only wish to ask how you would go from here to the Strand.' Third right, fourth left.' answered the assistant, promptly, closing the door. Smart fellow, that, observed Holmes, as he walked away. He is, in my judgment, the fourth smartest man in London, and for daring I am not sure that he has not a claim to be third. I have known something of him before. Evidently, said I. "'Mr. Wilson's assistant counts for a good deal in this mystery of the Red-Headed League. "'I'm sure that you inquired your way merely in order that you might meet him.' "'Not him. What then?' "'The knees of his trousers.' "'And what did you see?' "'Oh, what I expected to see. "'Why did you beat the pavement?' "'My dear doctor.' This is a time for observation, not for talk. We are spies in an enemy's country. We know something of saxe Square. Now let us explore the parts which lie behind it. The road in which we found ourselves. As we turned round the corner from the retired Saxcogburg Square, presented as a great contrast to it, as the front of a picture does to the back. It was one of the main arteries which conveyed the traffic of the city to the north and west. The roadway was blocked with the immense stream of commerce flowing in a double tide inward and outward, while the footpaths were black with the hurrying swarms of pedestrians. It was difficult to realize, as we looked at the line of fine shops and stately business premises, that they were really abutted on the other side, upon the faded and stagnant square which we had just quitted. "'Let me see,' said Holmes, standing at the corner and glancing along the line. "'I should like just to remember the order of the houses here. It's a hobby of mine to have an exact knowledge of London.' There's Mortimer's, the tobacconist, a little newspaper shop, the Cogberg branch of the city and suburb and bank, the vegetarian restaurant, the McFarlane's carriage building depot. That carries us right on to the other block. And now, Doctor, we've done our work, so it's time we had some play. A sandwich, cup of coffee, and then off to violin land, where all is sweetness and delicacy, and harmony. And there are no red-headed clients to vex us with their conundrums. That's where we're going to leave it for tonight. We will continue. I am intrigued by this. I I have not read Sherlock Holmes, I'll be honest with you. Seen all the different films and movies and series, but I've never actually read the book. This is a first for me, in addition to likely you. So I don't know where this is going. I don't read ahead. And I am intrigued by this. I cannot wait to find out what is happening and what's going to go on with this story. It it unfolds as I unfold it for not only you, but for me too. All right, folks, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you so much. It is a Wednesday. We will be back on Saturday night with our brand new show, which is going to be exactly like this old show, just with a new brand and a new title. It is now going to be called The Jay Sheldon Show. Keep it simple. The KISS formula of, of branding. So... I will see you again. Thanks so much for joining. Be sure to like and subscribe and follow on our podcast and on our live video stream. Or if you're watching the video replay later, you can find our podcasts on all your favorite podcast platforms. I will see you again on Saturday night. And for one last time, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Snort. <laughs>